This is Pop Flintstoneoni. Tune in to the sultry sounds of this month's audio centerfold. Gusty winds. She'll have your VUs peaking in the red when you twist your dial to her frequency. Number one with a bullet, Gusty will shoot you to the top of your playlist. Smack in the middle of the road, adult contemporary with an AOR pout. Gusty promises and provides a hot pot and a sexy segue. Give her a spin. She's a long player. Hi, fellas. I'm Gusty Wins. I was born about the same year most of you men graduated high school. I'm any height or weight you imagine me to be, but my measurements are 78, 33 and a third, 45. My turn-ons are Bluetooth, Dolby, and Billboard magazine. My turn-offs are static, amplitude modulation, and rude people. Favorite performers, Larry King, Howard Stern, and Joe Rogan. My favorite call letters are anything that starts with a W or a K, so I guess that leaves you Canadians out. Favorite films, High Fidelity, Good Morning Vietnam, and The King's Speech. My secret fantasy is to make love while going around and around and around and around and around. Don't miss next month's audio centerfold, Pearly Gates. Najib Pai in his first nude pictorial since leaving Washington. Plus, as an extra bonus, the girls of the FCC, they'll meet your regulations. It's the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. 30 ish minutes of sketch comedy, improv, songs, and whatnot pulled from the audio archives of Duck Logic, a Chicago improv group that produced their own two hour comedy show called The Cavalcade that played on WLUP AM 1000 radio in Chicago back in the day. Plus, there's some new stuff thrown in for good measure. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a kooky stroll down memory lane with Duck Logic because they're wacky comedy guys. Just a bunch of comedy guys Funnier than they realize Those wacky, kooky, cut-up comedy guys Great Radio Moments Number 13 in a series of 32 radio highlights Of the golden era of radio Tonight's feature is the lovable laughs of America's favorite babysitter, Rex Ramsey, and now famous closet full of kids. It's little Johnny Turner's birthday on this great radio moment. How old are you, Johnny? I'm about these many fingers. And I thought Jack Benny was the only one who lied about his age. Am I going to get a chance to look in the closet for my gift from the show, Mr. Ramsey? Not before we clean it out and blindfold you. Oh, gee, Mr. Ramsey, why'd you got to blindfold me? Ah, uh, because there's one of Mrs. Ramsey's casseroles in there. Well, that's a pretty strange place to put a casserole. It's not going to be good to eat pretty soon. Oh, it hasn't been good to eat for days. I think it was in bad shape when Mrs. Ramsey read the recipe card. I get to go into the closet. If I know what the item is, I get to keep it, don't I, Mr. Ramsey? 
Well, it is your eighth birthday, Johnny Turner, and that's the birthday policy. Just don't go home with Randy James unless you have room in the vegetable bin. <laughs> Ready to go into the closet full of kids and find your birthday surprise? Boy, am I! All right, Johnny, before we put the blindfold on and spin you around, we need to hear what's going on inside the closet. There you go, Johnny. Have a pretty good idea what the closet holds inside itself today. And how, Mr. Ramsey? Open the door and give me a spin. Okay, Johnny Turner, who is eight years old today, is ready to enter the closet full of kids, and let's open the door. Go right on in, Johnny. You got 15 seconds to come out with your birthday treat. While Johnny is in there, let's recite the Rex Ramsey closet chase. Open the door, come on in. Lots of neat stuff you could win. Don't peek or else you'll lose. No fair cheating and using clues. Find the treasure, make a bid. Pick an item Rex has hid. That's the way the chase is did in our closet full of kids. Okay, boys and girls, we're gonna let Johnny out. Oh, there's nothing in there but this stupid red ball. Happy birthday, Johnny Turner. You've won a red rubber ball autographed by all the gang at Rex Ramsey's closet full of kids. Oh, shucks. I got bunches of these at home. Some birthday. Yes, indeed, some birthday. Well, that's all for me, Rex Ramsey. See you next week in the closet full of kids. Now, let's get out of this place before I get claustrophobia. What's that, Mr. Ramsey? Let's just say that's what happens when you're in a small room with kids all day. Gee, we call that school. Right, Johnny. That's all for us. See you next week when you hear the key open the door to Rex Ramsey's closet full of kids. That was another great radio moment. And now another thought nugget from the desk of Walter's brain. Looks like we've finally given up. As a culture, we've finally just said, screw it. I'm just going to get as big as I possibly can. I'm going to fill the immediate space around me with as much of me as is humanly possible in the time allotted. How do I know this? What made this so painfully obvious? PJ Pants. Oh, it was kooky and wacky when high school girls started coming to class in their flannel baggies and flip-flops. It was oh so cute. It was a crazy stunt. It was an innocent prank. A harmless lark. But now it's taken a real ugly turn. All right, yeah, there was COVID. Okay, and the lockdown, and we all got used to Zoom calls in sweatpants. But now that we're getting back to some semblance of a normal society, sleepwear casual is still here. I'm seeing grown men out in public, in stores, at the mall, in flouncy PJ bottoms. Belt? What belt? I'm only limiting myself with a belt. A belt is just there to control me. It's all about repression. It tells my gut when to stop. It impedes my forward progress, puts restrictions on my total future girth potential, or TFGP, if you will. No, I'm not about to let some thin leather strap hold me back. Elastic. Now elastic is on my side. It wants me to succeed. It grows with me. Sure, I've only got the starter gut right now, the tight little turkey bulge pooching out from under my Van Halen t-shirt, but I've got hopes. I've got dreams. A guy's got to have dreams. So look out, world. Here I come. Stand aside. I'm lumbering through. And hey, if you ever decide to have a sleepover, call me. I'm ready.
The Italian Greek Strawberry Farm is out of bankruptcy court and back in business. Yes, bring your family down to the only resort in Kenod County and let Hilgi and Yohoka Bolga Fakankas be your guides to a fall of strawberry good times. Enjoy strawberry gyros and the new strawberry diner, strawberry leaf burning, and kids meet the giant strawberry man and get a prize. But don't pick any strawberries. Hey! Get the hands off of there. What do you think I'm gonna make frozen strawberry ice rink out of? Start using your head, eh? Yes, that's right. The Italian Greek Strawberry Farm will be open all winter with a frozen strawberry ice rink, strawberry snow cones, strawberry tobogganing, and a beautiful strawberry Christmas tree. Remember, if you've got a strawberry birthmark, you get in free at the Italian Greek Strawberry Farm just south of Illinois, Illinois, on Route 69. Have a strawberry a good time. Yeah, no, I still watch commercials. It's really weird with all, we got 9 million cable channels and we end up watching like broadcast TV. A lot of times recorded so we can zip through the commercials, but a lot of times not. I only, I only trust the ones that mention the word mesh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not a lot. That's not a lot of commercials. That, that Pretty much hernia. I've never heard anything else connected with it right now. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. And the only spokesperson I trust is Joe Namath. Really? Does you some can kind have $148 added back to your social security check. Who the hell took it out? Where did it go? Why has it been? Why wasn't it there to begin with? Joe What's took going it. on, Joe? Oh, hey, look, Broadway, Broadway, Joe. Jimmy Walker is doing social security checks like, like he has. Oh my there's God. money he could be making off of social security that he isn't. And he says who he is, and he <laughs> dynamite. right dynamite into the script. But if you look behind him, it's all, it's is, all. He's got a wall right there. That's so you recognize who he is. And there's a picture of him <laughs> with the hat on his head behind him. And then there's the hat itself. And below that is the words dynamite in one of the little, it's just, it's really, it's really. It sick. costs lots of money. You have to write a big check to get him to say dynamite. I thought he came off okay. You know what I mean? He's not like yeah. the Tom Selleck trying I, I to just, sell your mom's house from under her. It's like it, oh, it seems kind it's of perfectly fine. He doesn't look too old, but he doesn't look like old. I think he said was it. fine. I'm ragging on the producers who set up the background like that. It's like after he said he was Jimmy JJ Walker and he said dynamite within the ad, we really didn't need oh. thirty reminders that well, he's you, Jimmy JJ Walker and that he says dynamite and that that's his hat. Prove it right there. Just, you know, imagine it the meeting. his home. Maybe he has a shrine to himself in his home and they took <laughs> yeah. it there. That's what made me laugh about it. I thought he was doing fine. Just like after Ernie Hudson for the car. Have you seen this one? Yes. Uh, yeah. How many people know? You know, I mean, he's not the Ghostbuster, right. but he was certainly a Ghostbuster, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember him from anything else. He must have been in other things. Maybe he was on the Hallmark mm. station or something. Yeah, I don't know what else. I couldn't tell you. Actor Ernie Hudson, and he tells all about Car Shield needed. And he does a fine job with it. Well, Jimmy Walker, he was talking to a bunch of young comics. Helmut Burris was one of them. They were talking about Jimmy Walker being like the breakthrough person for television. They said Jimmy Walker is the first time you see like a catchphrase. Esther Rall wasn't happy with his character on Good Times. She did not like the character. Either did. Who played the husband? What's his name? He just died recently. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, there are characters like Dr. Smith on uh, Lost in Space. 
his character was supposed to be really sort of just on the side. And then all of a sudden, he's, people started liking the, oh, the pain. And then by the second season, he was the thing. And they it was all about him and maybe a little bit about Will Robinson and the robot. Yeah, and he had somehow control over the scripts. So I'm sure that's probably what happened with J.J. Jimmy Walker. It was He just took off. God knows if they didn't have like favored nations where you have a cast, one actor gets a raise, everybody else gets the same raise. That's how yeah. um, oh, that's uh, Michael J. Fox got huge on Family Ties and everybody else got money for it. Maybe that didn't happen. J.J. got big and Esther Roll got mad. I, well, I it, get it. It was um, a show that when he's not, really big the beginning of it it's like i think it's kind of more like a drama it's about john amos and esther Rall, isn't it yeah originally it was it was supposed to be based on them the mother and father yeah, yeah they were solving issues every week too there were problems being right. solved it wasn't just straight sitcom stuff they'd have that where and somebody when, has to learn something and when they solved the problem what he said dynamite and then like well it's a good catchphrase but it's not as good as the catchphrase that i was coming up with for one of my favorite actors from the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and he is an essential character in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He cu- catches everybody having a party. His name is Scatman Crowther's people. Oh, yes, he is a great talent. And I always thought his catchphrase should be, what? Yeah, no, he comes in, he finds, they stole the keys and they open the doors and everybody's drunk and there's women in the, in the ward. And he goes, what? Boom, funny. Actually Boom. changes the whole Boom. movie, I think. That, we that did what it was ago. a failure on the part of the people that did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest not to spin off the Scatman Crothers. Probably would have been an 11-year joyride. The wackier side of the attendant at the yes. mental hospital. Yes, because if anybody's read the book, they know it's full of funny, funny, funny stories. It wasn't the same character he did wait. in The Shining? Um, Wait, let me think. Yes. It sure seemed like it was. <laughs> But again, he comes into that movie and, you know, he kind of looks around, sees, right? the, sees the blood coming out of the elevator. What? And says what? I got I to gotta clean that up. Changes the whole meaning what? of the movie. <laughs> we had the what lady. So you might as well have the what janitor, whatever he was, custodian. Yes. What? There's a lot of things in life that pivot around that question. What? <laughs> Maybe not as many as why, you know, when? How? <laughs> Whatsoever. They had to shorten it because originally it was the what we had the whatsoever late. Originally, they were going to have uh, Dr. Wen, but they said, you know, maybe Dr. Who I think might be better because he's mm-hmm. a time lord. Right. So it's like Dr. Yeah, Wen. Dr. Wen made sense. <laughs> Dr. What's up? Dr. Dr. Dan- what? Dr. Dynamite. Hey, kid, get into the beat. We're going to have a holiday treat. It's a rockin' Santa Christmas, Happy New Year, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph Red, no shindig, a go-go party! Okay, everybody, first of all, let's make some eggnog. What's the matter, Santa? Don't you like those cookies? Well, I could, yeah, maybe next year I'll make some different ones. Guess what kind of party we're having? Nope. Two more guests. Nope. Exactly. A rockin' Santa Christmas, Happy New Year holiday shindig, reindeer roses, bumpin' bumpin'. 
Listen, Andre, I already tell you that. You got a menorah in case you're Jewish. Happy Chanukka. Salutations to the Pearl Harbor veterans. What a vernal equinox time. Rockin' Santa Christmas party, shindig a go go. Happy New Year, baby. Jesus Christ, birthday party. Let's decorate the tree while Steve plays the solo. More tinsel. Do you guys like vlog or mold wine? Let's open one of the windows of the advent calendar. Like roasted chestnuts on a fire? Yeehaw, George Bailey! My favorite Christmas special is Miracle on 34th Street. Don't touch the brandy, Santa, because that's my dad. He doesn't like that. By the way, I think that you are the greatest person in the world, Santa. We're all wearing sweaters too, so we're having a good time. You like Wassel? You know what kind of party we're having? Get three guesses. Nope. Wrong. Right on the button. We're having a rockin' Santa Christmas. Happy New Year, Rudolph the Red Nose, Frosty the Snowman. Happy Hanukkah, Shindig a go-go party. I'm glad everybody's not drunk. And we've had a real good time tonight because we haven't had any liquor and we haven't smoked any cigarettes and I hope you, well, I'm kind of glad I have a big house. You can all stay over. Tomorrow we'll go on a sleigh ride. Because we're having a rockin' Santa Christmas. Happy New Year holiday, baby. Jesus Christ's birthday. And New Year, baby. Put on your diapers. Shindig a go-go party. A rockin' Santa Christmas. Shindig a go-go. Happy New Year. Salutations to the Puerto Ricans who say police Navidad in German say Tannenbaum and all the good stuff. Shindig a go-go party. Thank you very much. I had a good time. Come back next year. We will have a good party for you. It'll be a rocky Christmas party. Danny Baker's special edition of 13-Year-Old World. That is... Christmas cut for a cafeteria crowd that is called the Rockin' Santa Christmas Party. I did the song and I had an old family friend of ours, uh, Sweet William Jacobson. You, you call me an old family friend? That's what my dad said to say. I, I don't know you, dude. I don't know your family. I don't know nobody, man. He see, he's like a second grandfather to me. And he plays this part, Sweet William plays this part where it goes wee wee right like that and parts oh, with yeah oh yeah that's exactly how it goes wee wee serious serious no kidding that's the way it goes all right good and then what is that thing you play what is that thing on your finger uh, a bandage he plays a bandage it's a, it's actually a little uh, flower face because i uh, when i was very young i was very poor and never could actually afford a slide and we were so poor we couldn't even buy a Coke So you had, you had no slides, so you didn't have any jungle gym set or nothing like that? Uh, we had none, no, we had none of that stuff. No jungle, no gym, no Slim Jim. 
Sweet William, serious, Ser serious, Sweet William. Tell gang here. You touch me like that again, dude. I'll break your finger off. S serious? Uh, okay. Um, Sweet William, t tell everybody how you got the name Sweet William. This is this is the coolest. Um, yeah, some guy once called me Sweet. But but your name is William too, right? Serious? Yeah, my name is William. Sweet and William C. Yeah. So it fits together. Um, and you had a good time doing the song, right? Oh oh yeah, sure. I got all the time in the world. But but most I you know I don't go, I don't do nothing, man. I don't I don't know nobody. I don't what? Th then that well then the kids will help. Maybe we'll come over someday and we'll have a party. Oh yeah oh yeah sure come on. Uh, my address is uh. Write this down, everybody. My address is uh, is 10360 uh, South of 106. Can you repeat that? Oh. Uh, see, I want to thank everybody at the um, fourth and fifth and sixth, well, six C period lunches for the bake sale. We made enough money to pay Sweet William. Was that enough? <laughs> It's never enough, dude, but I take it as you come. Now, if you and your kiddies want to hold a few more bake sales, that's all up to you, and I sure would appreciate it. Here, here is the holiday message from Sweet William Jacobson. Uh, I think I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna sell him some time here on 13 year old world. Sweet William, you are gonna be, you can, we can rent you out right as a musician, right? If you want to sing a song it's for your like parents, they would think that was cool, you know, right? You could play for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are you asking me? I'll play. How much money is it going to cost to get Sweet William to play for? Uh, let's see. Uh, I generally serious? go about 100 bucks a minute. He's serious about that. So, you figure your average song's about three minutes, so that's uh, 600 bucks. S 600. Three times 100, 600. Exactly. And not only is he a great musician, but he's mad like genius too. Thank you, Sweet William Jacobs. That's Jacobson, right. My second grandfather. That's right. And if you children want to pick, get that collection going so I can buy some more beer, he's certainly welcome to you, Dad. Coolest. I'll tell you what. Bake sale for President's Day. Do you think you'll do that? Oh, oh yeah, sure. I'll do President's Day. Sure. We're going to have a President's Day song, it sounds like, everybody. Have a good holiday, and we'll be playing this song every single day in the cafeteria. It's called Rockin' Santa Christmas Shindig and Go-Go Stuff. See you next time on 13-year-old I'm Danny Baker stay serious serious this is Joe Kitsitori it's your freezer case with your tip for the day now I know you folks are used to hearing me talk about vegetables but hey there are vegetables on frozen foods and the great thing about frozen foods folks they're always in season today's tip about frozen pizza now folks look at the picture on top of this frozen pizza isn't that a beautiful picture the ingredients are all plainly visible the cheese has been melted to a nice golden color and a piece has been sliced and is being lifted ever so gently by a very good looking human hand now look at how the cheese has that nice elastic quality folks put this picture up on the wall or somewhere you can see it because i can assure you the actual pizza is not going to look anything like it but it's a nice thought, isn't it? The key word when dealing with frozen pizza is cardboard. There should be a nice thin slice of cardboard underneath your pizza, supporting it, giving it a hard, firm quality. Also, this cardboard is the source of the dough's flavoring. On top are little shavings of cheese, which at this point look more like pencil shavings and have about half the nutritional value. Take a good sniff. If you can't smell anything, that's good. You've got a nice frozen pizza. Then, folks, loft the pizza into the air. Do this in the store because if the pizza doesn't fly evenly, 
That means the ingredients are unevenly distributed and you can complain about it to the company and they'll send you some coupons. I've done this myself quite a few times. A word about the ingredients. The meat is a flavorless, crumbling gray matter which works fine as a paragoric. The other ingredients, mushrooms, green peppers, olives, etc., are hardly noticeable. In fact, if you find a trace of any of these ingredients, please notify someone as to the shape and color so they'll know what to look for when it comes up. Either way, there are a lot of little things on there that may or may not belong. It's not your job to search these out or question their existence, folks. It's a frozen pizza. Just eat it and hope it stays down. The cheese will never cook right and is amazingly flavorless considering its proximity to the cardboard. The dough, the dough on a frozen pizza is truly a taste experience, folks. Remember making spitballs out of paper as a kid? Well, this is the same experience, only this time you swallow. Once again, the cardboard is a good source of fiber and really the home of all that good frozen pizza flavor. Sail it across the room or use it as a giant coaster for your drinks. Either way, that's where the real value lies. Cooking directions, folks, don't fool yourself. You're never going to get that thing to look like the object you see in the picture. Settle for getting the majority of it hot without burning. No matter how plastered you are, please, folks, don't forget to turn off the oven. This is Joe Cacciatore by the Freezer Case with your tip for the day. Andy Sanders with Weekend Watch. The American Ballet Theater is in town this weekend celebrating their 50th anniversary with a special performance of Swan Lake by Stash Parishnikov and the boys who parked the cars down at the Rusty Timber. Precision turns, tight circles, and good use of space with large numbers like the Lincoln Town Cars and the Chrysler Fleet are expected. You really haven't seen ballet performed until you've seen Stosh and the American Ballet Theater. Not a scratch or a cigarette in the ashtray, well worth the price of your admission. If you'd like to make a day of it, go down to Municipal Park and check out the 121st Drywall Boat Regatta. As usual, no entries under 200 pounds allowed and participants must have chalky substance on hands at end of race to qualify for a grand prize of a year's supply of drywall. Local DJ Don St. Don will play old records you haven't played in years at the 121st Drywall Boat Regatta. Finally, the Women's Beer Garden Club of Clinton will get together for their annual chug and stroll through some of the area's finer drinking establishments. Miriam Clogg will be designated driver. That's Weekend Watch. I'm Andy Sanders. Enjoy your weekend, and as always, check your schedule before scheduling fun. Hi, this is Tom from the Duck Logic Comedy Cavalcade, and I'd just like to take this moment to say that, well, I'm looking for that special girl. The girl that will accept me for what I am, and more importantly, for what I'm not. I hear you on that one, Tom. This is Tim, and, you know, I'm looking for a, a woman who smiles for no reason at all, bakes a cake to celebrate Monday, understands my needs, cares about the same things I care about. You know, a girl that would rather use whiteout than erasable paper. But then again, a, a woman who knows when the pilot lights out, and who's able to discern sheetrock from drywall, Knows the White Sox pitching staff's team ERA. Knows how to turn chlorophyll into usable energy for my car. You know, a, a woman that could 
spearhead the world's largest archaeological dig, sand down rusty buildup on my backyard shed, translate Neil Young's music into Esperanto. But then again, maybe I'm looking for a woman who can make one of those casseroles with the tiny bitsy red vegetables that you can't really differentiate. You know, a, a woman who loves to take little bits of foam and stick it around the house so well, there you have it, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour, show number 30. Featuring in alphabetical order, David Dunlosky, Tom Giannis, Ann and Walter Mitchka, Steve Meisner, James F. Russell, and Tim Thomas. Rockin' Santa Christmas A Go-Go Party by Steve Meisner and Tim Thomas. Join us next time, won't you? I don't want to tell you what to do, but subscribe to the Comedy Half Hour and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com, and our old cable show is Cableville USA. It lives on somewhere on YouTube. Portions of the show were previously broadcast on the radio way back in the day under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. And, um, you know, you could start brining that turkey about now. <laughs>